Finding the right jeans is hard. Accepting your jeans is even harder. Whether you wear boyfriend or bootcut, high rise or low rise, this podcast will teach you to love the jeans you are in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tina. And we're going to use modern research to bust diet myths and get real about body after baby. We're going to take you on a journey of unpacking your old beliefs about food and weight so you can learn to nourish your body and raise body confident kids. So put your booty in a chair and let's talk mom jeans. This episode you're about to listen to has a few choice words. So if you're listening with your children in the car, earmuffs. Thank you. So in today's episode, we wanted to focus on body stigma and how it could affect any gender. So since usually we have a mom bod series here, we wanted to show some love to the dads. So we're titling this episode The Dad Bod and including more stigma discussion around dads and those who identify as male. Please know that we are not even scraping the surface of body and weight stigma in this episode, and we hope to be touching on this in more episodes of the future. Yeah, this episode was motivated because my husband and I were walking around in a clothing store and and saw two signs that were showing different styles of jeans. We will link these pictures so that you can see what we're talking about. But one side was geared towards women and the other side was geared towards men. And surprisingly, the women's pictures had all these different types of jeans, depending on the women's body type, size, and jean preference. Then we walked over to the men's section and noticed, hey, wait, the male picture is showing the selection of jeans, but they were either straight-legged or skinny-legged. No other option for another style of pant. Him and I then had a more in-depth conversation about how men don't really have many choices like women do. Even though women do face different types of stigma, the men don't really have the variety of clothing options or platform that women have. I mean, we think that that is awesome because we don't have all the same shape, so we wouldn't want anyone to be forced or expected to wear the same style of pants. But this also shows that slight, but not even close, progression of clothing stores acknowledging that people actually wear different sizes and have different shaped bodies. We also want to acknowledge the thin privilege that we're speaking on here, that we can go into a store and purchase a pair of jeans. And overall, Tina and I are really hoping for the day when body and weight stigma don't exist and everyone can purchase clothes from any clothing store. But until then, we're going to keep talking about it. So yeah, going back to uh, my husband and I being in the store, it really got me thinking, hey, wait, does this actually bother my husband that there are only jeans that are straight or skinny legged? Does he need a different style of pant like I prefer? I mean, I'm a short human with some thighs and butts, and I can't wear skinny jeans. They don't feel good or look good on my body, or my butt crack is always hanging out because it's not giving enough space for my butt. So what does this mean for my husband or other men that have different body shaped other than straight leg or skinny jeans? Does he have issues now with his body as being a dad? Does he even have this dad bod or what does that mean for him? So in a study done by David Frederick, professor at Chapman University on on males and body image, he found that 20 to 40% of men struggle with their body image, including attempts to diet and exercise to lose weight. His study also reports that 20% of straight men and 39% of gay men report hiding their bodies during sex, especially their bellies. 79% of gay men report feeling objectified for their bodies, and yet the majority of men did not have a negative connotation with the term overweight, but they did with obesity. 
which got us thinking about the discrepancies between some of the reports and how this translates to the men in our lives. So as a result, we did a survey, and you might have seen it on our Instagram stories, of a bunch of men of various ages and asked them to free associate. Thanks to all my male relatives for participating. What comes, <laughs> what comes to mind when you think of a dad bod? And this is what we got. Ready for the stereotypes? Drum roll, beer gut, chest to drawer syndrome. I guess that means your chest sags to your drawers. I've never heard of that one. Uh, hairy, a beer belly. Doesn't really have to char anymore, but it's still attractive. Squishy tummy, pudgy belly, and belly hangs over the belt. So a lot of belly stereotypes there. We then asked, does a dad, does the term dad bod have a positive or negative stigma? Most people reported negative. We got a few positives and then some neutral. So overall, it seemed like there were more great, there's a little more grace and a little more humor that comes with a quote unquote, they got to give up. Or it's negative, but at least accepted was one interesting perspective. So as you can see, there's a lot here to explore. And since we are mamas and not dads, we decided to explore further with none other than Aaron Flores, who is a fabulous dietitian, a health at every size practitioner, and a dad. One thing that we felt was important to recognize and share is that we are not meant to spend our whole lives in the same body. As our life transitions, so does our body. And I hope we can help you all recognize that this transition is not a bad thing. As we age, our muscle naturally declines, and this is related to our hormones shifting. Additionally, there are many other factors that can contribute to a natural shift in our body. So instead of fighting it and being at war with the mom bod, dad bod, old age bod, non-gender bod, whatever bod it is, let's work on finding peace and balance with it. To explore this further, let's transition to Erin. Hey everyone, today we are interviewing Erin Flores. Erin Flores is a registered dietitian nutritionist based out of Los Angeles, California. With over 10 years of experience, Erin has worked with eating disorders in a variety of settings. A large part of his career was spent working at the VA Greater Los Angeles Healthcare System, where he helped develop and launch one of the first binge eating disorder programs to help veterans struggling with this disorder. Since leaving the VA, Aaron has continued to work in the eating disorder community, helping run groups and providing individual counseling to adolescents and adults. He currently works part-time at Center for Discovery and part-time in his private practice in Calabasas, California. He is a certified body trust provider, and his main areas of focus are intuitive eating and health at every size. In his work, Aaron helps individuals learn how to make peace with food and develop body positive behaviors. His work has been featured during Weight Stigma Awareness Week in blogs for the National Eating Disorder Information Center and National Eating Disorder Association. Aaron is a frequent speaker and has presented at the 2016 and 2017 Binge Eating Disorder Awareness Annual Conference, the 2018 and 2019 International Conference on Eating Disorders, and the 2018 Association for Size Diversity and Health Conference. Along with his work with eating disorders, he also is a co-host of the podcast Dietitians Unplugged, which is fabulous. Check it out. Hey, Aaron. Hey, I got to shorten that bio. That is like ah, way too long. I'm no, sorry. No, it's amazing. I <laughs> No. Yes. I'm like, I have to read everything. Be proud of yourself. Everything. It's necessary. We have well, to. We well, have thank to you. But like, uh, so, so Aaron Flores is a dietitian. Yeah. Period. Done. <laughs> yeah. 
It's got a great podcast. Center for Discovery. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. All right, let's go. There you go. There you go. Well, welcome. We're so excited to have you today. And we feel that, you know, we're trying to spread the love. We're trying to spread the love to the dads, um, even though the podcast is geared towards moms. But, um, you know, so thanks for joining. Um, yeah, no, thanks for having me. So, yeah, well, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the dad bod and how this relates to our current diet culture and weight stigma. Um, so we recognize that women's tend to get women tend to get the floor when discussing body image and culture. And, you know, but that then got us thinking, hey, wait, what about the other genders or those that don't identify as a gender? Um, and since we aren't dads and we do identify as women, we wanted to explore with someone else. And then we're like, well, none other than Aaron. Let's let's reach out. So um, because we want to give space to those that identify as male. Um, yeah. So what can you speak to in regards to weight stigma and men and those identifying as male? And and does being a dad any add any additional pressure to that? Or yeah, what do you think? Uh, well, I, first off, um, from my experience, so, so yeah, I'm a father. I have twins. They are, they'll be 13, uh, November of this year. Um, and I always tell folks like being a dad is being any parent, being a parent is really hard. Um, being a dad is, was extreme, extremely challenging for me in the beginning still is, uh, being a dad and a dietitian was, it was like almost too much to handle. Like, I don't want to be my kid's dietitian i don't want to be in charge of food uh the way i am sort of like it within a, 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 a professional setting like i just want to be their dad uh and and the hard part for me in being a dad and working in this field is that you can sort of see where things can go south right like you can yes. see how um if we don't sort of figure out how to address some things from a really um, conscious perspective that things could go south for our kids. You know, they could develop eating disorders really quickly. Um, and, and so that was, that's always like sort of in my head a little bit. Um, but being a dad for me was, and still is one of those things that I, I, I can't, I don't know if it's like instinct or like, or how much like coaching, right? I, I, I can get, but like, there's something about being a dad for me that is incredibly profound. Like, I think my, my influence with my kids is extremely important. And, you know, I think what, you know, my, through my own therapy, right? My own work is realizing, you know, the energy I bring to this relationship, this family dynamic is really important. And, and the way I can exhibit masculinity uh, in a lot of different ways is going to be really important for my kids to see. And, and they need to see that masculinity isn't about the tone of my voice or the, or how, or how loud I can yell. Um, but it's about showing all different sorts of emotions and, and being able to say, I'm not perfect. Like I, what I did 30 minutes ago, that was wrong. And I'm sorry, like I'm coming back now and saying like, that was, that was wrong. So that's a lot of learning, like for me, like as a, as an individual, the, the body piece is, um, just adds such a different layer to all of it. So I live in Southern California, 
body image is very intense. Uh, you know, the, and so I would say for me, for what I've noticed in my, in my very sheltered community, what I've noticed is this, is that um, the way dads talk about their bodies is just as shaming as what I would hear women and those who identify as women. It's just the light, it's like, it's subtly different. Um, and, and it's sort of like this shaming of not maybe being athletic, right. Or, or not being strong. Um, maybe like this idea of being like soft, right. That your body is soft and it's not hard. Um, and, and so, you know, that sort of sits on top of everyone, everyone's experience of weight stigma and body shame as we've grown up. And, and men and, and those who identify as men are going to experience that a little bit differently. I think my, my theory is that we experience it. It's the same pressure that, all, that, that a lot of folks are having, period. Right. We're just not talking about it. Mm. Right. And, we're, and it's all sort of veiled within this masculinity uh, narrative of I don't share anything vulnerable because if I do, I'm considered weak and then I get sort of pounced upon, you know, and, and so, so what we're building on that horrible foundation, right, is as we become older and our bodies change that I'm not comfortable. There is a huge pressure to look a certain way. And I have no idea how to like reconcile that. I have no idea how to like share that, how to like get support from other friends, from other men uh, on how to support that, right? So I just see either my partner struggling with it or I see my daughter struggling with it. And I don't know how to relate to it on from my own experiential level. Often when women end up having the body shaming, body bashing conversations, it's like this group think. We're all like, yeah, we all hate our thighs. And it kind of takes this, it kind of just takes this group mentality of, yeah, of course, the, the norm in our conversations is to bash our bodies. Do you find that men end up doing something similar to that? Or is it just something that isn't talked about as much as men? Like, how do men converse around bodies? I, I don't think it becomes, in my experience, it's not as open as like, oh, I hate my stomach or I wish I had a six pack or something like that. It's more like... Um, it's more like, I think we, I see it more if from like this training, harder, like athletic body sort of narrative, right? Like, oh, you know, like, dude, do you like, do you like that's even, even though it's a meme, right? But like, do you even lift bro is very like, is very, I mean, that, that's quintessential for what this experience is. It's not, it's not like, hey, you're fat or, or your stomach is big. It's like, dude, are you lifting? Like, why, why are you not doing this? Right. That's, I think how the narrative mm -hmm. is coming mm -hmm. out for folks. Yeah. It's a very accusatory. It's more shame. Yeah. Right? Totally. Like, why yeah. Aren't totally. You? Yeah. I mean, I think you hit on it there where it's like, people are suffering alone, you know, where yes. like, I'm not saying, you know, the different genders are, I, I don't want to put a pedestal for one or the other but it's like women are talking about it in a very negative sense you know it's like 
yes, we are joining in on the shaming. Hopefully not, but that is what's happening. And the men are suffering in silence. Or it's one angle of like, you need to be hard. And if you're not hard, then quiet, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and listen, I think there is a different pressure. I mean, I think, you know, this is, we all suffer from this patriarchal determination that we all need to have the same type of body. And I think the, the variance is that, you know, for the female body, there is a very narrow range of what is acceptable. And I think the difference for, for, for male bodies is that the, that range is broadened out. We have a little bit wider range, but if, but still, if you're not in that range, um, it's, it's, it's not okay. Yeah, totally. And I think that like flows us into the crowdsourcing. Do you want to hit on that, Rachel? Cause I think we were trying to figure out, Hey, what do other people think about this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to get some perspectives. We were chatting with our husbands about this and then decided to do some crowdsourcing. And some of the first things that came to people's mind when they heard the word dad bod were similar things that you had said. Um, you know, soft, beer belly, uh, belly hangs over the belt. It was mostly about the belly. Um, so so a lot there are a lot of stereotypes, positive and negative, because there were some positives like He's able to let himself go, and that's cool, or he doesn't have to try so hard. <laughs> and so there is a slight element of at least positive or even neutral, which was interesting because the mom bods don't necessarily have any of the positives. Um, but there are still so many elements of, like you mentioned, the patriarchy and then masculinity, masculinity at the roots. So, yeah, we're wondering if you can speak a little bit on how society handles or botches the changing male body and the stereotypes of the dad bod. Yeah. You know, I, th I think we're, um, I think we say one thing and we believe another. And and we say that men get a little bit more of a pass, right, on some level. But when you look at celebrities and, and you look at like the body shaming that they go through for, you know, even just gaining a few pounds, right? There's a lot of male body shame out there when an athlete or... Um, a, a movie star or a rock star like looks gains some weight right and 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 they're they're not like working out all isn't the time chiseled to the core isn't chiseled, yeah right? I'm like my yeah. gosh it's not even yeah right so the expectation is you know i think still very rigid so i think again we we sort of i think there is that sort of envy oh but but at least you have it's a little bit cooler to say hey it doesn't matter i can let myself go but I don't really think that that individual experiences that, you okay. know, I think, so people, I think it's still really in the conversations I've had with men around this, taking their, their shirt off at the beach is incredibly hard. No matter what kind of body they have, it's, it's really challenging. And, um, and it's a lot of folks are in their head about it and not entirely comfortable around it. So what I would say is that narrative is, presents itself as maybe some pretty, you know, as there is some freedom. But I think for the individual, I think there's a lot of torment. And I think there's a lot of uh, struggle to be accepted and how we're going to be judged. I find that men deflect with humor more too. Like, yo, dude, I got the dad bod. <laughs> Whereas women don't necessarily say that. Right. So I'm guessing to your point, then it's more just a defense mechanism. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, uh, but I think that feeds into that we that that's our that's how we're taught to to deflect that right. Whether it's characters we see in the movies, right? There's no dad bod characters out there that aren't just there for 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 comedy purposes. Such a good point. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, they're they're not like I mean, and look at even the Avengers, right? When Thor gains a spoiler alert, right? But if you haven't seen it, yeah, not gonna late. happen. But like. But as as Thor like gains weight because of trauma, Ooh. right? Because he's coping with a real trauma of failing and like and and what does he do? He drinks and eats and he gains weight. Right? Now, no one says, dude, Thor, that's so awesome. You just let yourself go, right? They all shame him, including his mother, right? Who's like, just right. eat a salad now, will you? You know? So like, but here's the thing, Thor doesn't lose weight to beat the shit out of Thanos, right? So like he, the the the, rec, the 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 little silver lining, if there is any, is that he doesn't have to go through this like Rocky esque training montage to be a superhero, right? He's he's just a superhero in a larger body. Do you find that men do have conversations about weight loss or diets? Oh, totally. Like, listen, I I and I think it's you know. You hear people about, oh, dude, I'm not eating carbs, right? I mean, yeah, it's all the same things. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not eating this. I'm eating more of this. I'm doing this program. And, and and you really hear it, like, where it's like, it, and it's the same for anybody. It's like, once once someone gets smaller, they're like, oh, what are you doing? And and you look so great now. And all those comments. Yes, all those are there 100%. Yeah, I mean, and, and it flows this into our next point. Like, women are navigating body acceptance and the relationships with their bodies. And so, but we're finding that they can be really triggered by their husbands because their husbands are joining CrossFit, losing weight, dieting, or just not exercising and their body changes as they age, but they're okay with it, you know? And then, and then as women, we're over here like, we just had a baby. We got pregnant. And, you know, then everyone's telling us, you have to gain weight or you have to lose weight. You have to get back to the pre-baby body or our hormones are shifting. And then it's like we're getting shamed because why Why is your body changing? It, it shouldn't change. You should still look how you did when you were 18. So, like, how would you coach the the males, the dads, the partners? What would you help? What would you say to them to be mindful on the fact of, like, if you're – as a male engaging in a diet or going to CrossFit or your body is changing easier than maybe your partner, how can you support them or how can you monitor your comments? Yeah. Um, that's a really, it's a really good question. And it's, um, don't be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much like comes down Boom. to like pretty Boom. simple. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think there's a, a lot, something that we really need to like think about as as partners um and and as fathers and 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 all of that is that you know when it, it, in a family system when one person is changing their relationship with food or trying to change their relationship with their body that has a ripple effect into the entire family system and that if we don't create space for that discussion to happen in a safe way, that the healing never really sort of takes hold. And, and you know, we really need to create a space where we can 
at, talk about these things in a real way with the people that are closest to us so that we can actually do that healing work. So, you know, I think it's really important. I would say a few things. One is men need to acknowledge the privilege of being male. Okay. Uh, and that again, we have, there is less stringent of a societal pressure that we've been subjugated to. Our bodies are not objectified the same way a woman's body is going to be. Um, our, our, the safety around our body is usually never an issue, right? It's always sort of implied. Um, people are not going to come up and touch our body as it changes, right? A woman's space, uh, physical space is often infringed upon without consent when they're pregnant. We don't get that, right? We don't get any of that experience. So I think it's acknowledging, I don't know what this is like, first off, right? So instead of saying, I'm going to fix it for you. Oh, here, you're going to tell me. And here, why don't you just do this? I'm just going to listen, right? So I think it's really just learning to um, learning to listen and say, I, that's all I can do right now. And be there to listen and be supportive. Two is to understand that my, like, really look at my own relationship with, with my body and food. Why am I doing CrossFit? Am I doing CrossFit because I really like CrossFit and it reminds me of doing something when I was like a teenager on the basketball team or lacrosse team? Or am I doing it as a punishment, right, to get the body that I think I need, you know? Um, and, and really sort of examining that because we want the entire house to have this idea of what is joyful movement, right? Not like... I have to get up at five in the morning and go to the gym. And if I don't do it, I'm lazy, right? Like that's, that's a whole narrative that shows up. Three is understand that patriarchy affects our beauty, our perception of beauty. Beauty standards are learned, right? So like, do, why are we trying to like adhere to this one beauty standard when I have a partner in this relationship who I can find beautiful in many different ways, right? It's not just a physical thing. And, and connecting to that, right? And really sort of like understanding, you know what? I'm not 18 either. My body is going to change, right? And so like acknowledging that and saying like, you know what? I feel secure that my partner is going to find me attractive no matter what, because we age. And I think that is where a big thing comes up where partners will say, yeah, but I don't find you as attractive as I did 10 years ago. And before you had your, a baby or whatever. And you're like, mm -hmm. really, really? Like, like uh, yeah. that is, that's some, like, holy that's crap. Some what bullshit. am I doing? I yeah. mean, I, I mean, because, you know, beauty is not just like what we see, right? There's so, so many layers deeper to that. And I think, the expectation is that, you know, your body is going to stay the same. And it's not. It's not. I mean, like, no there way. It's impossible. No and so no the way. more we can yeah. accept that. And and even, like, I think this is these are the relationships that are probably strongest throughout uh, a lifetime is, like, maybe they're having that discussion. Maybe they're, like, talking about that and finding ways to connect with each other throughout the years, right? Instead of just, like 
oh, it's just in the bedroom. That's how we connect. Right. Right. And so I think it flips to our one episode about values, like really building up the core values of our family dynamic and family system and just core selves of if your body is one of your values and and, and external, then maybe that is something to work on so that your relationship with your partner can really be solid and your, your kids aren't also learning that their body needs to be totally. a core value. And, yeah. and in our house, like we have, I have one in my office. I have one at, it seems every office I work in. Um, but like one of those like posters from Nalgona Positivity Pride that says like in this house, we don't comment on bodies. We don't comment on um, food choices. We don't do health trolling. We don't assume gender norms, right? So like- Where'd you get that poster? Uh, Nalgona Positivity Pride. It's through, her name is Gloria Lucas who runs Nalgona okay. Positivity Pride. Um, okay. And it's a- We'll link that. Yeah, it's a great yeah. you know, resource. And, awesome. and I love having it in the house because guests come over and they're like, oh, what does that mean? like well oh let's talk about that right let's talk about it i need that because it's like a constant which is totally okay and i love teaching people but like a constant reframe for the family or just individuals that are living in a different generation because that's what they were grown up in and it's like well but we weren't commenting and saying anything negative and it's like but you're still commenting right right and it's not necessary exactly so yeah yeah I think the point that you bring up that's interesting is for men to do some work, too, on their relationship with food, because we talk a lot about that in our Heck podcast yeah. for women. But I, I hear the joke, too, where men will touch their bellies and be like, I gained the pregnancy weight with her. Ha ha. Yep. And using that humor to deflect. Yeah. And maybe they did. And maybe it's because they've lived in deprivation and dieting. And now yeah. that she's, quote unquote, like gaining all this weight, letting herself go because she's pregnant, you know, he's going to let himself have that permission to do the same. And then he's going to yo-yo. And so I just think that's a really good point to bring up a relationship with food. Absolutely. And listen, parenting, especially uh, from day one to the first year is brutal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. You need lots of coping skills. 14 months, man. Here I am. I remember sitting with you at the dinner And looking at you and being like, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I think he, Henry was like six months or something. And you're like, it's okay. Yeah. We're almost there. It's, yeah. it's brutal. I mean, I don't remember any of it. And I think there's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. And I think, but even like through, as our as our kids get older, I mean, like it is a, it is a really demanding job. And I think, so, so if we make different food choices that, uh, that um, is, goes along with that, it's okay that we gain weight after totally. the baby's born, right? I mean, like, yeah. it makes sense. We're also trying to, like, do what is the most uh, – we're trying to take care of ourselves in a new way when there's some someone else that we need to, like, focus a lot of effort on. How do I, like, learn to manage that I can take care of both at the same time? Mm, right, right. So for men to identify their feelings and then also how they're using yeah. food as a coping skill is helpful. Yeah, Well, a lot of times I hear and when working with moms, like it's like they're over here struggling and their husband, you know, maybe their body did change and their partner is then going to the gym, going to CrossFit to continue their workout. And the the mom is staying at home being like, I'm so tired and my body is changing and this is unfair. And I don't know. That's a whole nother tangent. I don't even know. Yeah. 
yes and i think this is where um i I would also go along with this something i said before is like you know is it are there more norms around like both parents being equally involved yeah Mm -hmm. you know and sort of dropping this sort of age-old idea that like my job is this as the as as a father and my partner's job is this and and the reality is that's really untrue and it sets up a a huge um problematic relationship down the road right so it's probably just sort of saying like you know what the the leave it to beaver mindset that i have in my brain i probably need to rethink right Mm -hmm. and i probably need to be more involved as a father that's an that's an interesting point too because if the traditional role is not only the woman being at home but also being in the kitchen now if the male's trying to make dietary changes He's now telling her, cook differently for me, or these are my new requirements. And now she's going, first of all, I don't even support you leaving early for CrossFit because I'm exhausted. Could you be home, please? And then second of all, now I also have to change the whole family dynamic. So that is an interesting point to look at being mindful of how, you know, the genders can work together and the partners can work together and make sure it's a whole family system that's that's making this decision as a team. Hey, hey, listeners, Rachel here to share with you some exciting news. If you have been enjoying this episode chatting about your dad bods, then you are definitely going to enjoy what the Winston Box is about to share. Check it out. Big and tall men know what a hassle shopping for clothes can be. That's why there's the WinstonBox.com, the number one subscription box for plus-size men from XL to 6XLT and waist up to 64 inches. Every month, you get a box of stylish new clothes in your size. Favorite style and color shipped to you anywhere in the world. Bigger just got better. The WinstonBox.com. We have partnered with the WinstonBox for this episode to do a giveaway over on our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram at MomJeansThePodcast or join our private Facebook group or like our public Facebook page, MomJeansThePodcast, to find out details about the giveaway. But hurry, the giveaway launches the day the podcast episode drops and is only open for six days. Okay, back to our episode. So, okay, I wanted to kind of touch on where the heck we got this idea for, you know, to do this episode. So my husband and I were walking in a jeans store, in in a clothing store, and um, noticed my husband actually pointed it out. But on the women's side, it was like, here's this big sign. I sent you these pictures of like, here's all these different options for moms, right? For women. It was like different types of jeans. We're going to link the picture so you all can see it. And then we walked over to the men's side and it was like they have same amount of quote unquote options, but almost all of them, it was like the words slim or skinny in them. And my husband looks at me and he goes, bummer. I'm not either. Like I can't buy jeans here, you know, and like what the F? So what are your thoughts? What, yeah. what I, I sent you those pictures. So I love that you sent, sent me the pictures too. Um, you know, I, it's, it's really interesting. I, I noticed a couple things in addition to the skinny, um, the language. Um, I noticed that on the women, there was a, not a lot, but there was some body diversity, right? So we yes. saw a couple, um, I think it was one model, but featured many times uh, in a different 
body than than what it might normally be shown, right? With with more more hips, um, which was great. The male side, I did not see any. Um, no. Okay. And they all look kind of chiseled. Okay. So to be so, honest. So the other thing is, I looked at it, and what I saw is I saw men standing like incredibly stoic, right? Just sort of like with their arms down, maybe a couple like hand in the pocket, almost robotic. Okay. The women were all in or had their hair or body in a shape that was very sexual. And to me, when I saw this, I not only saw like the, those words skinny, right? And the need to be skinny, but like stoic, but I saw like a hypersexualization of women's bodies. And if, the, and if you're gonna wear jeans, like you gotta turn around and show like the ass a little your bit, booty. right? And you gotta yeah. show your hair's gotta be flipped over a certain way. Your mouth is open, right? And you're like looking very seductively at the camera. Whereas the men are like, like standing straight like a pencil yeah, with, a, statues. with a blank expression. There's no like duck face, right? Like lips or pursed or like anything like <laughs> right. that. They're just standing there. And, and are they even smiling? They're no. not even happy. No, no. And so like, I looked at that and I'm like, I don't want to wear those jeans because they look miserable in those stupid skinny jeans. Like, you know? And so like, it was really, I don't know. I think... It's, it's so interesting to see that in one store, right? How, but those are the subtle messages that I think that men are getting. Right. Masculinity isn't just chiseled. Masculinity is also emotionless. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Thank you, therapist. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so this was a store that in the past had made a comment that says we do not make clothes for people above this size and they got a lot of backlash for that rightfully so you know and so i feel like this was their opening to be like look we do make it for diversity right. it, it, and it's like no. we don't want to call them out but it's probably shrabacromery and rich yeah i think yeah. it was something like yeah. that yeah might rhyme with yeah. that yeah it, I think it rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So, but, but like there, it, it's. And I was also poisoned by the um, massive perfume that entered <laughs> oh, my nostrils. Yes, I had in that place. <laughs> but I think, I think it's an important part to just sort of connect with then as, as we go shopping, right? And, and that, you know, we're really seeing one, one type of body. Uh, there is no body diversity for, for men's clothing. Um, there's very few pictures of men in, in larger bodies. There's very few pictures of men who aren't chiseled, uh, and, and, and very muscular. So, and, um, whereas women's clothing is starting to embrace more body diversity, I think men's are probably about 10 years behind, you know, and there's no like Lane Bryant, there's no Torrid, um, there's, there's Schramacromery and Rich and, uh, and, and that's it. And, and, and if you don't fit there, then you got to go online to Target, right. Or other stores. So I think, you know, it's, it's just sad because I think with, with less options, right. There's less conversation. There are less. Yeah. 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 So that goes into our question about, are there any myths that you like to bust about the dad bod or just the weight stigma that men experience? Or just the things um, you like to highlight that men are experiencing right now in our culture that no one's talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, I think the the things I really want to highlight are, are that men are struggling. I, you know, it's just 
we we are and i think it's across the age spectrum i think it's across um the the gender identity of who identifies as male uh we are we are struggling and one of the things that comes up as doing some of these groups uh for men and try to heal this is one of the things that really shows up for a lot of cis white men that i work with is the lack of self-compassion and how self-compassion is seen as weakness and and it's under it's like reprogramming our brain to say self-compassion is is kindness and it's not weak to you know say this is the best i can do right now um and i think that's a really uh hard thing to accept for some adults who their entire lives have built on manning up right uh working harder fighting through the pain uh etc and i think it's i think it's sort of like uh once you sort of see how masculinity or common narratives of masculinity are so harmful to us you really see it everywhere and you you can really understand why um there is this lack of self-compassion right i mean we as any gender have all have a form of masculine and feminine yeah and it's and it's it's there i mean it's not you, you can't deny that you know it, yeah and it's actually why i loved reading in um in the light of the moon because they talk a lot about sort of that idea, right, of like moon energy and sun energy, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's okay to embrace what we might consider that moon energy or versus our sun energy. I, I, I think it's really beautiful. And I think it just makes us uh, more relatable to the people that are close to us. Yeah, I guess my, my only thought, maybe again, this is a therapist in me, but to a certain degree, men are just emotionally detaching from so much, right? When things get hard, they go into more of emotional attachment. Again, that could be a stereotype. Not men all do that. But I think that's where the messaging of the masculinity comes in. So not only are they potentially emotionally detaching, then they're also, are they emotionally, are they disconnecting from their bodies as well? And that's where food gets tricky or... I don't know. Do, does that make sense? Like we talk a lot about the emotional disconnection and then also the physical disconnection. So that was my one last thought about that. Well, I, I, yes. I mean, uh, they, they, they go hand in hand, right? So if we're asking anyone healing their relationship with food and body, we're asking them to like be below the neck, right? And really experience their body as they, as they go through this world. And, and right. Yeah. If I have no skills, all, my skill is when things get hard, to just stay up in my head for whatever reason, it's really hard to like then come back down into our body and find safety in that. And, and again, I think connecting that is to me is identity is going back to this idea of male privilege, that there aren't a lot of things for a cisgendered male that um, might challenge that safety, right? Like it's just, there's a lot of privilege in the world. You know, so sometimes that emotional disconnection is um, like so easy because we're not really challenged. And then to do it with food, right, to say like, oh, you know, when I'm just stressed, I just go eat. Right. Like like or if I'm angry, I go eat. Right. Like that's that's the soothing piece is what we're trying to do then to say, OK, yes, that's your soothing. But like 
are there other things you can try? And I think the hardest part, this is just me, this is just Aaron Flores, is, you know, the things that I, if I read an article on self-care, right, I, I hear something like about getting a mani-pedi or a diffuser or like lighting a candle and none of that's for me. Like I, so for me, I had to figure out what is my self-care that resonates with who I am. Right. And, and that might be like putting on Metallica with some headphones and it might be really, really loud, but that's my self-care, you know, because that's what like helps me just like be like experiencing music, right. Is me being in my body, like reconnecting to my body. So it's like, can you give men a few more examples? Um, well, well one. I was going to say my husband's is playing the drums with headphones on. So unfortunately yeah. that's his, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. So the whole neighborhood gets to hear, right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, for me, like, when I found music as a self-care, I think that was really, that was really powerful for me. Um, I think the other for me is, um, is figuring out a way to like, be present with my feelings and not react to them. So it's a lot of breathing, right? It's a lot of like, um, I noticed one time I was like putting away dishes and I was getting angry about, I don't know, but I was just getting angry. And I literally like was able to like, just like take a couple deep breaths and pause and go like, why am I getting so angry? Cause I was about to yell at someone. Like it was just coming. And I was like, why am I angry right now? Like what, what is going on? And I, it, I don't know. It's sort of like the safety of I can feel this feeling and I don't have to react to it. So I think breathing is really helpful for me. Um, my therapist does and helps me do like a lot of like body connection work, right? And somatic experiences that really help me like identify what I feel in my body, where and what that and how to like experience it without and pay attention to it without solving it. Um, I, I think that's really helpful for me also. I like how you keep saying for me, you know, it's like, yeah. This is not a one size fits all. So it's not saying like Metallica is going to be the coping skill for everybody. And just like Manny Petty diffuser candles, you know, for me, if I'm pissed off and I light a candle, I'm going to like <laughs> bite the stuff. candle or something, you know, spit <laughs> yeah. at it or whatever. Like that's not going to work. So I appreciate you saying for me, because it, this is an individual process. So. Well, you are fabulous and we can literally chat forever, but we can't. So tell, please, yeah, tell our listeners where they can find you and yeah. yeah. Well, well um, first off, thanks for having me. This of is a great conversation and I, I would, I would like, I agree. We could talk about this for hours. Um, uh, the best way to find me, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm at Aaron Flores, R-D-N. Uh, and I, my website is smashthewaitriarchy.com and you can ah, find me uh, awesome. there. And, and, you know, I update my website probably not as often as I should, but but that's where you can get contact information. And those are probably the two best ways to find out what's going on. Okay. And you also have the podcast. Yeah. And my podcast called Dietitians Unplugged. Uh, we're, um, yeah, we're, I don't know how many, like, we're up to like 70 episodes. Amazing. So it's anywhere you get get your podcast, you could find it and get caught up with episodes. Yeah, it's a lot of great discussions. I do have a six-week uh, men's body trust group that I run virtually. So um, I'm doing one, uh, depending on when this airs, in January of 2020, but I'll probably do it again uh, in, you know, in the spring. So just keep checking my my uh, my social media for when, the, when I run Love those it. groups. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. We want to thank you again, Aaron, for chatting with us and opening our eyes to a different perspective. You're amazing. So yay. Our takeaway question for today is for the dads. How can you fight masculine stereotypes by recognizing the stigmas and embracing your changing body and get the support you deserve? As always, we thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. This episode of Mom Jeans was produced and edited by Rachel Coleman and Tina LaBoy. Just a reminder, this episode is not a substitute for therapeutic counsel or nutrition advice. Thank you to Jerry DePizzo for the music production. You can find episode information and show notes at www.momjeansthepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at momjeansthepodcast and join the Mom Jeans the Podcast Facebook group to find a community of mamas learning to love their bodies and discussing the episodes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mom Jeans. See you next time.